This is episode 31 of Tonkoban. Uh, this week we're going over Sket Dance volumes 21 and 22. And joining me as usual is my co-host, Jude Knoll. Jude, how are you doing? Doing all right. Uh, like I said yesterday, just like trying to get used to the post-race feeling <laughs> of recovery. Like I, I, I run like the 5K distance a lot on my own, but mm-hmm. like I usually don't like try to like yeah, you're not going you know, all out. Eat my time or whatever. So I was like mm-hmm. going up hills like full speed and stuff. So yeah, yeah, it kind of sucks. <laughs> do you do any like uh, I don't know, like speed workouts and stuff or anything like that? Or are you just kind of like getting out there, just like you know, running and you know, however you feel you feel that day? Or are you doing any like kind of structured yeah. like, training? Not really, but after mm-hmm. this, I'm like maybe I think I might like try to take it seriously because uh-huh. I was doing it like. Just to be like, hey, I'm gonna like run with my like family. Yeah. And now I'm like, oh, this is actually like, like I want to be <laughs> like I want to get better now. Uh-huh. So yeah, I feel no. like now I'm gonna like try to like actually like you know try to like get a target time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's my favorite thing. Like people, uh, like if you spend any time like the running subreddit, it's just absolute nonsense um, because people get <laughs> so like. I don't know, like, way too in the weeds for, like, you know, kind of their level that you need to. It's, like, such a, a simple mm-hmm. sport to understand, right? Like, to get faster, you just have to run more and or run faster. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you know, there's people that are like, you know, whatever, I've been running for six months and I'm not getting any better. It's like, well, you know, how far, you know, how how many miles are you doing? It's like, well, I'm still doing 10 miles a week. It's like, well, why don't you try 15 or 20 miles a week? And you know, you'll you'll get faster. Or like, are you trying to run fast at all? Well, no. It's like, well, then maybe you should run fast sometimes. (laughs) It's it's hilarious. Yeah. Like with, with like, Oh, I like, like as like somebody that's kind of like a beginner who's like trying to get like, you know, Mm -hmm. like tips as somebody like just starting out kind of. Yeah. It's so funny when I'm like trying to see like other people's questions on there. Mm-hmm. And they'll be like, yeah, my time is like, whatever, you know, I just started doing like a few months ago, like mm-hmm. trying to get like improvement in this area. And people will be like, wow, you, you, you suck. Like, <laughs> this is a horrible time and you should be ashamed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's uh... like if you're not running like sub like 16 uh-huh. for a 5k, like you just need to give up. Yep. No. Well, it was funny, like, you know, because I ran I ran in college my first two years. And so. Um, you know, NKU was uh D one, but so there'd be times like you know, mm-hmm. there's guys on the team or whatever. And you'd be like, "Oh man, you suck! Like you're absolute trash! Yeah. Like whatever." And then you look, and it's like, <laughs> "Oh, if they were in like D two, they would like go to the national championships." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's like you know, like at every level, there's like, you know, like you can win road races. You know, you can go out there and win five road races, and then come out to like I don't know some some bigger race and get like like you know i used to win sort of like most every race like in the towns around mine and stuff because you know they're not that big and i mean i I was a division one runner so like i was you know decent enough but then Mm -hmm. i remember i ran it was uh club cross country nationals one year just like in the open division because it was in lexington so i was like yeah Yeah. sure i'll run that and i think i came like sixth to last (laughs) jeez that's crazy <laughs> yeah well i mean those were people that were like you know running for clubs and they were they were good like some of them were like you know kind of semi-pro like they'd get some money from 
you know, like a shoe company or something, like a little bit of cash. Like, you know, they make a few thousand dollars a year at races and stuff. Or people that just like, this yeah. was their thing, like their hobby. So they put a ton of time into it. But like, mm. even this is the same thing. Like, no matter what level you're at, there's always people that are just going to like absolutely crush you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, funny. I guess that's like, in the end, there's like, I mean, obviously, like when you get more into it, I'm sure there's more like strategy involved. But in mm-hmm. the end, it's like really, you're just like running. So yeah, exactly. <laughs> really, like you can't like out outsmart people mm-hmm. or like whatever. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Especially if you're on the roads and stuff like, yeah, if you're racing people yeah. on the track, there's a little bit of strategy and stuff to it. But for the most part, it's like. It, can i just run faster <laughs> yeah um all right let's uh hop into uh hop into sketch dance uh start off volume 21 i think we're we're closing in on on the end of it i think we'll probably only have what like four or five more sketch dance episodes after this i don't know how many volumes yeah we're there are we're much i think there's like 32 maybe like okay so we've got probably like four yeah, or like, five more left yeah. yeah like five more episodes i think um so i feel like just like to give my macro take on these i feel like mm-hmm. this overall it wasn't like awful but mm-hmm. i wasn't like crazy about either of these volumes yeah, I was going to say, I don't really, honestly, I can't even, like, really remember what, like, what my overall thoughts on these were, which is weird, because I just finished up my, like, you know, finished up volume 22 yesterday, but volume 21, like, yeah, I don't even remember this first chapter, really, and my notes I have for them, like, I don't even have that many notes, because I guess there was just nothing really that jumped out to me, which maybe that's kind of the most telling mm-hmm. thing, is that, you know they just felt yeah they just felt like kind of run of the mill sket dance things like i don't have any you know strong initial thoughts you know one way or the other yeah there's really one thing that we'll get into a little bit later mm-hmm. that i felt was like a huge like addition or change to the series and i don't know if it was necessarily a positive one but we'll, yeah. we'll get that <laughs> we'll get to that in a bit okay so in um chapter 181 we get the we have the first like real major appearance of Yuki in like quite a bit. Yeah, he, Shinohara has uh, done her dirty. She's been kind of left to <laughs> rot for a while. <laughs> yeah, and I'm like, uh, she's one of my favorite characters mm-hmm. in the like original OG yeah. lineup. Um, so she has this like horror fan site, I guess, and she's trying to. It's like losing. Uh, traffic, you know, people aren't reading her reviews of horror movies and, like, blog entries anymore. So she's entering a short film horror contest. It's called the Rated 6 and Up Horror Prize, and it's called that because if you're under 6 years old, you can't enter. <laughs> um, so she asks for Bosun and Himeko's help in uh, directing, the, directing the short film. It's supposed to be three minutes long. And you know, they're, they're sort of brainstorming ideas and trying to pull things together and switch, even though he's, like, refused to be a part of it. He's just, like, hating on all of their ideas from afar. Mm-hmm. But he's also not actually, like, specifically saying anything about it. He's actually subtweeting them from yep. afar. He's on, like, <laughs> usually in, in stuff like this, like, they won't actually use the name of the social media site. It'll just be like Twatter or something mm-hmm. like that. But in this case, yeah, he's like 
canonically on Twitter saying like an irritating girl with long hair entered the room. I wonder if she'll go home soon. <laughs> like, man, Shinohara was always ahead of the curve here, but yeah, mm-hmm. like Switch is out here, you know, a couple of years after Twitter really started to take off, like subtweeting people in real time. Um, so Switch is also like a closet horror buff, so he's like pointing out things that are, you know, going wrong in their production or things that aren't going to work. So he ends up just taking over the project and creates a three-minute cinematic masterpiece enlisting Roman, Jason, and Dante to serve as actors alongside Yuki. Uh, The film ends up winning in a landslide, but turns out so scary that people are afraid to uh, visit Yuki's site after watching it. So we end up back at square one. I did really like this chapter. Uh, yeah, this one Switch was good. being on Twitter, great. And mm-hmm. I loved the illustrations of the, like, the final product at the end. Mm-hmm. There's also, uh, I guess, a panel in here too where Switch is using a megaphone. And I love just the absolutely useless megaphone because she doesn't actually speak. <laughs> I thought that was a good touch too. True. <laughs> um, yeah, the chapter was good. Another thing I liked... I- yeah, I, I just realized the owl from the Skedan Club Room is also in the mm-hmm. movie too. <laughs> yeah, yeah how about that. Yeah, I love. Uh, honestly, brilliant move to use Jason Sensei. I mean, that guy's made for a uh, made for horror. Movies, exactly. So yeah, it seems like it seems like a no brainer. There's also a panel of, <laughs> on this one where you know it's like the kind of the the main cast like walking kind of menacingly towards the camera. Um, <laughs> There's a panel of Boson at the bottom where he's like really like scrunched down looking. It's kind of hilarious too. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. I didn't even I forgot about that. That's mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Apparently, this... it was supposed to be like a parody of something, but I'm not really sure what it was. Oh yeah, I don't because there's like an editor's note, but uh-huh. the editor didn't even know what it was a parody of. Yeah, <laughs> not sure what Boston is doing. It says. That's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, this this was a definitely a, a good chapter. I love all these panels of Yuki sort of in the beginning, like running away from Himeko, just like this horrified expression on her face. <laughs> He's really channeling his inner Junji Ito this whole mm-hmm. chapter. Yep. <laughs> Um, so in chapter 182, after Bosun offends Captain with what he intended to be a compliment on her almost supernatural eating abilities, she vows to never use her patented Captain eating skills ever again. Uh, they're, they're in the club room, like, eating, like, cakes or, like, cookies or something, and she's mm-hmm. literally, like, sucking them up like a vacuum cleaner. <laughs> and that's something we've seen in the past before, and I'll get into yeah. it in a sec, but, like, even though her whole character is that she's kind of just like boring and a just like stock character for mm-hmm. some reason she's also like a professional eater. Yep. So um soon after uh, Bosun is approached by the ramen chef that many volumes ago challenged uh, Bosun and Captain to an eating contest and he's now a uh, he runs like a western style family restaurant. And has Bosun face off against two eating champions in Captain's place. After Bosun passes out early into the competition, Captain comes to his rescue, but can't activate her abilities until a sort of like splash of tomato soup lands on Bosun's face, tricking her into thinking he's bleeding out of his mouth. Uh, the shock of seeing this helps her unlock a new power called Neo Captain Eating, and she wins the contest. 
but ends up puking when she finds out she accidentally ate a hard-boiled egg, her only weakness. And this one's actually pretty funny, too, in retrospect. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I do love the sort of, like, eating contest chapters we've had a couple of in the past. Yeah. And at the beginning, I, I mentioned that, like, Bosun was talking about her, like, abilities and trying to compliment <laughs> her, but at the same time, like, offending her. He's, this is just, like, an absolutely insane quote here. He's, like, doing his uh, sort of, like, stock sket dance fist expression at the beginning. <laughs> He's like, the only other animal that could eat that much is a whale. No one else can match that. The speed you eat at is so fast we can't see it with the naked eye. Your appeal lies in three things. Your enthusiasm, your thick eyebrows, and your food capacity. Yeah, like, it's, what it's is this dialogue? So <laughs> it's like, that may sound like I'm describing a guy, but don't be mistaken. You're amazing, Captain. <laughs> he just gets laid out by Himeko in the next panel. <laughs> Yeah, I, I love that, like, this dialogue sounds like sort of when you're watching an episode of the Pokemon anime and mm-hmm. Ash will, like, throw out a grass-type Pokemon. And then just, like, somebody in the audience will be like, wow, it's really smart that he's using a grass-type Pokemon because his opponent is using a water-type Pokemon, mm-hmm. a species that is weak against grass-type <laughs> moves. Yeah, the, uh, yeah, this chapter was good. I love Boson's like death scene too. I thought that was pretty awesome. <laughs> yeah, this is a this is a good chapter. Yeah, looking back at it, they really like pack. I, I think sometimes with these like contained adventure chapters, they're really mm-hmm. able to pack like a lot of just like story into these twenty pages. And yeah, I think some shonen mangaka could really learn from that. Honestly, mm-hmm. yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, Gege, you should read uh, Sket Dance. Exactly, because yeah, we have we have uh, sort of in depth descriptions of two different like supernatural abilities, and neither mm-hmm. of them took more than one page to describe. Yeah, <laughs> I love the part too where she's like boiled eggs. Were there any? And Mega says you devoured them. Both says yeah, like like <laughs> bang. <bang-bang. laughs> Um, so in, uh, chapter 183, it's snowing outside and we get a little, like, uh, author's note that says, I I don't, I don't know exactly when this, like, chapter was, uh, published, but Mm -hmm. Shinohara's like, I know it's not, like, winter in real life, but it's still, like, December in this manga, so, or it's actually January, because I guess they did the, um, they did the New Year's chapter, like, a few weeks ago. But he's like, this is not happening in real time. So just ignore the, like, the fact that it's not <laughs> snowing outside in real life. Um, so the Skedan and the student council are arguing over who gets to shovel the snow outside. And they have a snowball fight in the courtyard. Bosun and Himeko take on Kato, Kiri, and Sabaki. Uh, Kiri and Himeko are the first to be eliminated. And while Bosun is uh, going up against Sabaki, who has absolutely no throwing ability whatsoever... <laughs> He catches this glimpse of, like, Himeko and Katokiri appearing to flirt in the corner of his eye, which distracts him long enough to end up being beaten by one of Sabaki's, like, horrible, poorly <laughs> aimed throws. Bosun ends up getting, like, incredibly jealous and blows up at Kiri, who then tells him to get lost. So we're, we're sort of continuing to see this, like, it's compared to other, like, sort of subplots, it, if you can even call them that in Skeptans, mm-hmm. I feel like this one is, like, really slowly developing we keep seeing katokiri and himeko being like 
talking about their past and how like Mecco like saved it from being bullied. Mm-hmm. But it's all like happening really, really slowly for this series. So I'm interested to see like when is this finally going to come to a head. Yeah, well, and I'd been sort of complaining for a while that, like, I need some sort of, like, I don't know, like, plot thread to just, like, you know, I guess pull the story along every now and then. And I guess this is a Shinohara's answer to that, which yeah. I don't know exactly how Be I feel about it. I'm not, the, yeah, yeah. I'm not the, the biggest fan of it, but it's it's something, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I do like, um, I do love uh, Bosun's outfit here. He's got, like, a sort of modified snow version of his like a pop man hat and he's wearing he's wearing (laughs) shorts with his winter clothes Mm -hmm. and bosun would be the guy that wears like shorts on campus when it's snowing so i think it totally checks out yeah absolutely there's always always that guy where it's never never too cold for shorts (laughs) yeah back to back to running there was a guy on our on our team that would do that you know we'd run outside every day because you know nku sort of has an indoor track but not not like a, a real one um so we run outside yeah. every day in the winter and this guy always wearing like he'd wear longer shorts he wouldn't wear like the short <laughs> shorts but he wear like basketball shorts we're like dude it's 12 degrees outside <laughs> did you tell me before there was like a track manga there's a so there's the running anime um whatchamacallit run with the wind which has yeah, a manga, yeah. but it's only had like one or two volumes scanlated, um, mm-hmm. and it hasn't been picked up officially. Which is weird because that was like a fairly big anime, but it's yeah. pretty good. It's I would say it's less of like a sports series in the vein of like Haikyuu or something like that, and more like a drama series that also has you know like sports stuff. Yeah. If, the, if there was a uh, a cute boys doing cute things anime, it's it's Run with the Wind. <laughs> like that's one hundred percent what it is. <laughs> You know, I'm gonna be real. I think the the sports series that like really try to market towards their like female audience usually are more fire than mm-hmm. the like super hot blooded yep. sports series. Like High Q, mm-hmm. definitely like half the reason people watch it is for the male cast. Yep. But like it's fire. <laughs> Big wind up, uh, which I think came before High Q, but is a mm-hmm. baseball anime is the high cue of like baseball but mm. it's so fire mm-hmm. yeah no i mean i love high cue and uh yeah i i actually really liked run with the wind run with the wind actually i definitely recommend checking out the anime there's some like pretty unrealistic running stuff in it um <laughs> like yeah. one where guys go from running like you know like pretty slow times to them being like you know some of the best runners in like in japan <laughs> kind of stuff it's like uh, that's a, a not a great transformation but you know whatever um but the soundtrack is absolute fire it's so good it's done by the same guy who does the haiku tra- soundtrack um yeah. it's actually made by the same studio that makes the haiku anime um but yeah the, the soundtrack is incredible i actually use it uh, a lot of times as like my running playlist sometimes it's, it's really good <laughs> It looks like this one was actually based off of, like, not just a light novel, but, mm-hmm. like, a legit like a novel. novel. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is, that's kind of sick. It it looks like it's been adapted, like, to four or five different mediums. So, mm-hmm. you know, that's, that's pretty sick. Um, mm-hmm. Especially if you're, like, 
if you're just like a fiction writer like yeah it's not maybe not like harry potter level but yeah but it's like a, impressive. a yeah it's like a legit novel and stuff yeah it's pretty crazy but yeah i wish the All i wish right. the manga had been like scan later picked up by picked up by some you know like yin press or something like that yeah i'd really like to looks like, like it was it. in young jump magazine mm. I've said this a million times before, so my plea, like, obviously, nobody gives a shit, but we we need, like, obviously, Viz is, like, kind of instrumental in helping Weekly Shonen Jump have their, like, weekly English digital platform, but mm-hmm. let's get some, like, official scans for these other publishers out yeah, there for real. in, like, a streaming platform. It can't be... Obviously, I have no idea, like, what kind of work goes into it, but <laughs> mm-hmm. it can't be that difficult to, like, hire a few translators and, mm-hmm. like, localizing people. Yeah. You know? Yeah, for real. That's what I'm... Yeah. Because it's not... I mean, yeah, once again, I don't know how long it takes to translate these, but these aren't, like, giant video <laughs> yeah. game length text, right? Like, it's, you know, 20 pages a week. Like, you know, let's, let's get some translators paid and uh, get these over here. I'd pay... You know, Weekly Shonen Jump only charges me two bucks a month. I'd pay like five bucks a month for each of these services, you know? Yeah, and especially like, you know, these mostly either because they get an anime adaptation or like people are scanlighting them. Like, there's mm-hmm. a Young Jump, for example, put out some like, right now they have Ocean Oko, which I guess is on Jump yeah. Plus. Mm-hmm. But like, they have like Himoto Maruchan, which was pretty huge. Mm-hmm. They've got like Gantz. Which is pretty big. Yeah, that's a big one. Yeah, like let's let's you know let's get let's see some more effort put mm-hmm. in to like translating these by the industry itself. Exactly. Well, um, especially I mean the the uh, the manga section in my local Barnes and Noble grows every single time I go in there. Like I just went in there the other day, and it's already like they added like two more cases. So obviously the stuff is selling. So yeah, let's uh yeah you know let's. Let's get the digital versions because I only have so much room in my house for physical copies. Right. I've noticed this, not to derail it too much, this is my, <laughs> this is my last uh, comment here, but I've noticed that at Target, I think mm-hmm. they started selling manga at Target around yep. this time last year, and I think then they would have like One Punch Man and My and Hero Academia. My Hero Academia. Mm-hmm. Now they have a full shelf dedicated to it at my local Target, which Same is- Same here. Like, it's pretty crazy, and they have some somewhat lesser known series. Like obviously, still like the most popular stuff, but you mm-hmm. still got to be like in the know to know about like Toilet Bound to Knock That's what, that's what I was gonna and say. I don't know how your target is, but mine has there's at least seventy volumes of Toilet Bound to Knock just hanging out at my local <laughs> <know>. target. <laughs> it's like I run and read the series just because I'm like, man, they're really pushing it, but like. I mean, yeah. that shelf is stocked with toilet-bound Hanako <laughs> <laughs> I, I see it everywhere, um, mm-hmm. but it's. I've read the first two or three volumes. It's actually pretty fire. I just need to mm. like make myself buy the volumes because yeah. you know if the official stuff's out there, I would rather read that than a scanlation. So yeah, I, exactly. I can't bring myself to read a scanlation or something that's like <laughs> legally out there. Yeah, whether point. whether it has a legit version. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah. Back to uh, Sket Dance, though. <laughs> so in 184, we I guess this is another sort of like recurring plot at this point. Mm-hmm. But we get uh, sort of, we check back in on Agata, whose grades are plummeting due to his misunderstanding about the supposed love triangle between Bosun, Sai, and Tsubaki. 
on his like study guides and answer sheets for these exams, he's just like constantly drawing these like triangle shaped diagrams with B O S A N T S on mm-hmm. each like point of the triangle. And his teacher is checking in on him, like, are you okay? Like, you're starting to worry me. <laughs> uh, his old buddy Michiru catches wind of the problem and decides to come to a goddess house and attempt to subtly correct the area or error with a food centric metaphor. Unfortunately, Agata still misunderstands and assumes that now Michiru is secretly in love with Saya, turning the love triangle into a convoluted square. I do also, you know, I think I was kind of hating on this volume, but Mm -hmm. these like four chapters were all kind of fire. Yeah. Um, I have a just a couple notes on this one. One, the uh, the color page at the beginning, incredible. Oh yeah, Um, so good. Two, Michiru's outfit when he goes to a goddess house, absolutely putrid. He's wearing a vest. (laughs) Oh my god. (laughs) This guy's a waiter at a shitty Italian restaurant. And like the, you know, I'm down with the rolled up jeans, how I wear mine. But he's got like these boat shoes with with socks on too. A scarf. This dude, I don't know what's going on with this outfit. (laughs) Yeah, it's like every... Every piece of it does not fit, but, like, no. in a different way. The pants are too his... baggy. The vest is, like, <laughs> a corset. And this... I don't I don't know what's going on with the scarf. It's a terrible touch. He's hanging out in his friend's house with a vest on. He looks like he's in a, a 2012 Rise Records metalcore band. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. He kind of He kind of does look like he would, like be listening to that type of stuff yeah he's definitely down with like devil wears prada or something yeah 100 <laughs> um, percent. but i i yeah, i i also speaking of the color page at the beginning of the chapter mm-hmm. the sort of like centerfold that comes after the color page looks yeah, really fire awesome too. i don't really know what's going on but mm-hmm. it's like an ad for it's either like line stickers or like phone backgrounds but it all looks really yeah cool. and there's this weird like chibi version of bosun that we've never seen before in Mm -hmm. either like the anime or the manga and he's out here looking like a scott pilgrim illustration but it looks cool i love it Mm -hmm. yeah yeah i I, I need need these uh emojis for my phone too Mm -hmm. yeah i want and i want chibi bosun to make an appearance in uh in in the manga that'd be sick yeah, it looks a lot better than, like, the Biscuit Dance, which is, like, you know, the baby version of Skip mm-hmm. Dance that I yeah. do not really care for at all. Yeah, I'm with you. All right. So, in Chapter 185, we get another sort of uh, character that we haven't seen in a little bit. Uh, so, Question mm-hmm. is enlisting the Skip Dance help in finding something, but won't tell the Skip Dance what it is while Enigman is also in the room. She describes it as having, like, a weird protrusion coming out of its head, bat-like features, and a quote-unquote normal mouth. The Skeptian initially think it's this, like, weird alien keychain that they find in the hallway, but once Enigman leaves the room, they discover that it was actually an Enigman-shaped chocolate that she planned to give him for Valentine's Day. No idea where she got that made, but very sick. Yeah, it's really good. um, Meanwhile, we sort of, like, check in on the Mocha and Himeko, who are deep in thought about what they're going to do for Valentine's Day. So another one of those chapters that's sort of like, yeah, we're not really going to, like, do a great 
joke or storyline here, but mm-hmm. let it be known we're about to start an arc. Yeah, it's like the setup for for the arc. Yeah, he does this a lot where it's like, yeah, that's almost like a half beginning to it where there's just like a few pages like, hey, we're going to spend a few chapters on this thing. Yeah, exactly. Which, yeah, and I, I like we've... Uh, I feel like we've been getting more Enigma Man the past handful of volumes than we had, you know, yeah. from his introduction, which I'm I'm down with. I, I like I like Enigma Man, I like uh Quishan, so yeah, give me give me more of them. Uh Shinohara has written off a lot of my favorite characters, but at least we get get Enigma Man. Now if only we could get the same for Shinzo and Jogasaki and Yawasawa. <laughs> yeah i also love uh like manga slash anime uh valentine's day storylines because Mm -hmm. i feel like in in america you just kind of like get everybody a valentine's day card you just like buy like a box of 20 and give it out to everybody at your work or class but Mm -hmm. i feel like here there's these like bizarre uh politics and idiosyncrasies about like what it means to give like a specific person a chocolate it goes into Mm -hmm. it in the like uh chapters after this but it's like you have to like only women give chocolates to men and there's like a specific kind of chocolate you give to the person that like you're actually into and then yeah. there's just like the uh like normal chocolates for your friends which i guess like sometimes those like packages of valentine's day cards do have the really like big one that has lightning the queen on it and then the smaller <laughs> ones will have like mater and sally mm-hmm. and it just says like you know let's ride or something like that <laughs> those are the those are the charlie xcx uh, valentine stickers <laughs> <laughs> that that would be sick I, i'm here sick. for like the the, the room room collection <laughs> <laughs> that'd be awesome yeah i don't know if that was when you were in elementary school but i feel like it was always like a big deal to see like what valentines you were gonna give people like i feel like one year i gave out like Yu-Gi-Oh ones one time which you know i have to say pretty sick like uh yeah the Yu-Gi-Oh valentines is pretty awesome but uh I need those like in the adult world. I need to be all right to like give people my office, uh, you know. Yeah, yeah. Yu-Gi-Oh Valentines. I'd be curious to see what the captions for them are. I- I'm sure one of mm-hmm. them has to at least have said "Let's duel," but like, yep. you know, What else? <laughs> what else are they saying on there? Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's definitely some bad. Like, uh, what was the? I think her dub name was. It might have been the original name was My Valentine or something like that. It has to have been oh, at yeah, least like yeah, yeah. forty jokes based around that. <laughs> there, there are no weak Valentine's Day cards in this deck. Oh man, that's incredible. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see, uh, in chapter one eighty six, uh, Bosun and Shinzo bond over their usual failure to receive any gifts on Valentine's Day. And Switch comes to console them, but makes sure to let it be known that he has no problem receiving Valentines from people. It's actually, like, canonic. It, it's, like, canon that, like, uh, Switch is really popular with girls. They mentioned mm-hmm. it in, like, the second or third chapter. Yeah. I think it's pretty funny. Uh, meanwhile, Himeko takes over a half hour to decide what chocolates to buy Switch and Bosun that won't make her feel awkward. But realizes later that the one she purchased for Bosun is slightly larger. Uh, Momoka suddenly appears at the mall and helps Himeko straighten out her problem, and ends up confiding in Himeko about her own feelings for Switch. Her description of Switch, however, makes Himeko think that she's into, like, a weird, middle-aged, 
sort of like a dandy type gentleman. <laughs> Trying to avoid any emotional vulnerability, Himeko assigns both of her cards to her clubmates, just saying, like, thanks for everything with a period at the end. At the end of the chapter, we see, like, them getting coffee together, and Himeko and Momoka accidentally, like, shuffle their gifts in typical, like, skip dance fashion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought this um, was... Do you have any notes for this one particularly? Not really. It was an alright setup. <laughs> uh, I will say... You know, I just mentioned that I would like to see more of Shinzo, and once again, Shinohara gives me more Shinzo, but just doesn't exactly. bury throughout this arc. He's like, yeah, Shinzo's going to be in here, but he's an absolute loser that no one likes, so, you know. <laughs> well, he's, he's the me, guy buying Valentine's for himself to, yeah. like, pretend to find in his desk. Once again, be careful what you wish for. <laughs> exactly. Um... You know, actually, I said I wanted more uh, Chibi Boson, but he actually does appear in Chapter 187. It's not mm. quite the same, like, illustration style, mm-hmm. but there's this, like, little sort of, like, title card illustration yeah. on page two. It looks like, um, it's sort of like Precious Moments figurines, if you remember <laughs> those from, like, Hallmark back in the day. Mm-hmm. That's, that's what this is giving. Um so in 187, Himeko uh, calls up Bosun on a Sunday to give him his Valentine's chocolate, but he shows up like absolutely pissed and disheveled and disgusting looking because his gaming session was interrupted. Uh, Himeko then realizes she actually has Momoka's gift by mistake, so the two go to her Valentine's Day concert to give it back to her. Switch is the only one who has a backstage pass, so they hand it to him to pass on. He's initially sad that, you know, she actually had Valentine's chocolate because he was into her initially. But at the end of the chapter, she hands the chocolate back to him and he realizes what's going on. Mm-hmm. Um, this was actually, I love, like, Bosun's just, like, total slobby outfit in mm-hmm. this, like, initial part of the chapter. He actually looks a lot better than Michiru does, who's, like, yeah. trying to dress up and look nice for his friend. I was going to say, yeah, this is actually a pretty good fit. This is way better than Michiru's. And I love the socks yeah, with sandals. Got- that's that's me all the time, man. Socks with Chacos on the regular. Look ridiculous. Yeah, once but- again, yeah, Bosun is kind of ahead of the curve here. This would... This is kind of like some, like, Billie Eilish core, like, <laughs> slouch fashion. He's got this, mm-hmm. like... He's got this, like, sick cardigan... Uh, turtleneck sweater with a like cartoon character on it shorts socks and sandals like in 20 in 2022 this is kind of drip like mm-hmm. he's got this he's got this intentionally disheveled look going on that i'm i'm all about yep yeah this like kimono looking cardigan thing is awesome why don't we we need we need those over here that's a that's a good look yeah Let's be real, like, it's better than Momoka's Paris Hilton, like, Y2K light-ass outfit that... Yeah, who's also wearing a vest. Not looking... Yeah, exactly. Yeah, let's let's leave vests back in the like, early 2010s. This isn't prom anymore. <laughs> yeah, this is, um... This, this sucks. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so let's see, in chapter 187, uh, or sorry, 188, mm-hmm. Switch ends up, for some reason, rejecting Momoka, because he's like, 
I don't know. He's always super vague, but he's, he's just an like, asshole. never again will. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, Switch <laughs> is not a likable character. He, he's out here, been he, he's been, like, pining for her for the past, like, mm-hmm. 20, 30 chapters, and now he's just like, I will never fall in love again. I was gonna say, he's not even, <laughs> like, you know, doesn't even, like, reject her. He's just, he's just rude. Like, this girl's trying to give you chocolate. Like, you know, at least just be like, you know, thanks but no thanks kind of deal. You don't have to... Yeah, this dude's just mean. He says, I'm just an otaku, and turns around and walks away. Uh, that, that's crazy. <laughs> this dude, yeah, like, I, I'm tempted to call Switch an incel, but, I mean, we, we saw in mm-hmm. the last chapter, he 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 has people uh, fighting over him, so he, he's a volcel. He's just, like, yeah, voluntarily exactly. curving people. He, he's just mm-hmm. dedicated to the the loser lifestyle. Yeah, maybe, um, well, maybe that's the thing. He's actually, yeah. like, too popular, but he's, like, if I'm if I'm this popular with the girls, that doesn't make me, like, otaku enough, so I need to go out of my way exactly. to, like, yeah, he's, like, he wants to be an incel. He's on the, <laughs> out, the outside yeah. looking in. Yeah, they, they need to do, like, a, a chapter where, like, um, Otakarun and the other members of his like anime club end up exiling him because he's like appropriating uh-huh. their <laughs> like neat lifestyle. Yep. <laughs> um. So after that, Momoka then like continues with her concert and she like covertly dedicates her performance to Swish in this really awkward like thing where she's like stopping the concert and just saying some like weird vague platitudes about how somebody like changed her life so what mm-hmm. did he even do he just like showed up to her concerts and like would like be in the uh he'd be in like the vip room and just like yeah. mutter something to her and leave mm-hmm. like do better man yeah exactly and then uh, Bosun goes home and gets chocolates from his mom and sister, who aren't impressed by the fact that he only got one from uh, Meko. And yeah, kind of I, I love that moment too. They're like, "He got one from who?" And then they're they're just uh, complete like stoic expressions are so good. Yeah, <laughs> I I think it's a shame that uh, Bosun's family don't appear as often in the manga as they seem to in the anime because. Mm. They're like two of my favorite characters. Yeah, they're awesome. Yeah, they're they're hilarious. Um, so you know, I said I wasn't crazy about this volume, but mm-hmm. in retrospect, now that I'm like not like thinking about it, or not that I'm like I'm not trudging through it all at once, I'm like, yeah, it was actually kind of fire. I liked it a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> maybe it was um, the next one I wasn't crazy about. Yeah, I'm actually looking now. Was was 189 one of my volume or one of my chapters or yours? Because I might have miscounted mine. <laughs> oh, I think it was. It actually was one of mine, but I oh, okay. will go back and uh, I'll take a look at it because it looks like um, this is. Oh man, I don't think I. I think I may have skipped this one by accident. Okay, let's see. Let's see. Um, I think this is just another misunderstanding chapter of like. Um, yeah. Agata. Yeah, this is like the Valentine's Day. One actually, this is a pretty quick one. Um, yeah, it it looks like Roman ends up giving Bosun uh, chocolate, and she says, "Yeah, her character trait is the girl interested in her prince." Mm-hmm. And then, and just like typical Bosun fact or fashion, he's just like cool. Yeah, um, yeah. So Bosun is just like constantly 
as usual, like, getting confessions from people and constantly curbing them. Mm-hmm. That's, like, his whole his whole deal at this point. Yep, yeah, and we get another, uh, like, another view of um, Shinzo, I think, just, like, you know, buying himself chocolate and, like, being, uh, being pathetic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I'm, I'm looking here at the end of the, at the end of the chapter, we actually do get, like, a He's bringing more chocolates home to his mom and sister, mm-hmm. and now he's getting he's gotten like so he's gotten like at least ten, which is nuts. <laughs> yep. Yeah. But this every chapter... single person signed it. Thanks for everything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. This chapter was this chapter was all right. It was mostly just like a you know let's throw in and see what everyone else is doing for Valentine's Day and and move on. <laughs> yeah, I love this like. Um, so for like Agata's sort of like paranoia about this love triangle, I love how the like e- each time we sort of see developments in this, the diagram in his mm-hmm. mind just grows like increasingly more convoluted. It's just like all yeah. these arrows going back and forth. It kind of looks mm-hmm. like when you buy like a character guide for Naruto or My Hero Academia <laughs> or something like that. They always have like this character web in the back of it that's like childhood friends like enemies mm-hmm. it's starting to resemble that at this point yeah it looks like that meme from uh it's always sunny in philadelphia where charlie's like you know exactly. drawing, like all the lines for the conspiracy theory thing or whatever whatever it is <laughs> <laughs> yes yep um all right do you have any other 189 comments we want to move over into uh into volume 22 uh, yeah, let's move into volume 22 and start with what I think is one of, like, the worst chapters in Skydance yet, in my opinion. Yeah, this chapter this chapter sucked. I think this volume, kind of, like, looking at my notes and stuff, was uh, was not fantastic either. This is, yeah, definitely yeah. some of the weaker volumes we've had in, in Skydance. Which I have to say, I feel like it we've sort of said a little bit yeah. the past few episodes. These past few volumes have just been, I don't know, just... They we're kind of like retreading jokes, and some of the kind of the actual plots that he's pulling out aren't aren't the greatest. Yeah, I do think that this one was so bad that it like retroactively made me think I disliked Volume Twenty One, <laughs> even though like now I'm like I actually kind of did like this one. Uh-huh. There, were, there were some good jokes in it. Yeah. Um. Well, in Chapter One Ninety, we go to the future for another like, kind of non-canonical chapter. This time, Himeko is trying to take over uh, Mechalopolis using the power of her giant robot, Jason. Um, however, Dr. Switch comes to the scene to stop her with his four robots of justice. The first is this junky prototype called uh, the, the Char Custom Boss, uh, which is uh, just bosun, but he's, you know, a, a really crappy, terrible robot. Um, the next is the ninja robot, Kiri Sliced Cheese, but uh, this robot only listens to the president's orders. Um, the third robot is Yabaiman, who's basically just uh, a Doraemon version of uh, Yabasawa. Um, this robot can just do nothing. Um, the final one is <laughs> the giant Subaki uh, robot, which is like a legit Gundam-looking robot, but it's not giant at all. It's just like normal human-sized. Um, Subaki and Bosun then start fighting each other. Uh, Himeko gets them to stop and says that Switch is actually the bad guy for kind of creating these robots in the first place. Um, <laughs> so then she kind of takes all the robots in and creates the robot volunteer. Um, I wrote theme. Maybe it's robot volunteer team. I think I uh, yeah. got some, uh, whatchamacallit, uh, 
whatever the, the autocorrect on it. Um, yeah, yeah. And, be- <laughs> and he becomes the president of uh, Mechalopolis anyway. Yeah, this chapter was was pretty bad. There's no like good jokes really in this one. Um, yeah, and it's really like convoluted and very text heavy too. The problem with these non-canonical chapters, I think, is that they like don't really end. They kind of just like yeah, they just abruptly stop. Mm-hmm. And they there don't were really two joke. Yeah, I was gonna say they don't really use the jokes were, like, of the great. main series. Yeah, that that is the characters like don't translate their like normal personalities. They just appear like mm-hmm. they just appear, but they're not yeah. like, the same character. Exactly. There were two jokes I did think kind of landed for me, or not even jokes, but just like details. Mm-hmm. Um, for one, I really liked the like not font, but just like the sort of title artwork that he came up with for Robot Dance. It kind of looks like. If you remember that movie Robots that kind of came out like a <laughs> few years ago, <laughs> it looks really similar. And um, I also liked that Switch is riding around in like a baseball <laughs> cart. Which yeah. I don't know if you've seen this before, but in like Japanese, and I think they used to do this in like the seventies in Major League Baseball, but like they still do it in Japanese pro baseball, where relief pitchers will like ride out. To the mound on a little like cart mm. and occasionally they're baseball shaped so i think that's what this is supposed to be gotcha that makes sense yeah but overall this chapter pretty uh pretty weak uh in the in the bottom tier of the the non-canonical ones we've had which had actually been yes i feel like pretty good uh lately mm-hmm. um, yeah there was the one i think it was, what was the one they did last time it was the dragon quest one that one was good yeah that one was awesome um, in 192, Switch is showing off his painted figure from uh, Yonin Wa Nervous. Um, Himeko takes a look at his uh, takes a look at it, but accidentally chips some uh, paint off of it and hides it to try to fix it until Switch returns. I guess Switch is going to meet with. Uh, I didn't really follow. I thought he was going to take this figure to see uh, Otakarum, but I guess he's just going to meet with them and she hides the figure. Yeah. Like says she wants to see it. It was a, a little confusing to me. Um, but so she asks Bosun for help uh, on how to fix it, and as he's about to fix the mistake with uh, just kind of a black marker, he sneezes and leaves a black dot right on the figure's forehead. Um, Himeko gets out some nail polish remover to fix it, but Bosun pours just a ton directly on the figure, and its <laughs> facial features just kind of melt away. Um, they then try to get the help of the figurine club, uh, and the club member just kind of dunks the whole figure in paint thinner, saying that they need to start from scratch, but that it's going to take two days to repaint it, even though they've only really got like an hour or two until uh, Switch is going to return. So Bosun then takes it upon himself to learn the process of painting uh, figures and completes it before Switch needs it back. Uh, Bosun naturally just nails it and the two are about to return the figure uh but himeko sneezes again and then drops the figure which rolls down uh, a hill and is crushed by a truck um at the end bosun just kind of declares that he's going to build a new one from scratch uh i thought this chapter and this kind of setup was all right um yeah it was one of those where he like sort of gets really into a subculture and describes like what the fans are like and Mm -hmm. gives us a rundown of the terminology. It wasn't quite as good as some of the ones he's done in the past or will do in the future, Mm -hmm. but like, yeah, it was, it was good. Yeah. Um, I also realized I just skipped chapter, uh, 191. I was going to mention that. (laughs) Yeah. So I'll, uh, 
Yeah, I'll just go back. I'll finish up this little arc we have because yeah. the next chapter, and then I'll go back to to one ninety one. So, uh, yeah. yeah, sorry. It doesn't necessarily matter what order you read these in. No, anyway. it does not. So, yeah, so sorry, listeners, for the the jumping around. I'd I'd scrolled too far on my computer. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we're in one ninety three. So in one ninety three, uh, Boson in typical fashion is a natural at sculpting the model. Um, he, you know, nails it and returns it to Switch. Switch goes on and on about how much he loves the figure. And then Boson just kind of for no reason caves and tells him that he created this one and kind of the whole story of what happened. Switch says it's all right and that this figure is actually even better than the original. However, because they were careless with his figure, Switch demands that Boson create one of a different character. Um, this sends Boson into a figure-making addiction. Switch then asks Boson if he wants to enter a Bice Shoujo figurine contest. Um, so Boson enters and creates an incredible figurine of uh, Icarus. However, it's uh, not even accepted into the con the contest because it's not a by shoujo character. <laughs> <clears throat> Thought this one was all I right. Did this like was a that great the, color yeah. page for this one too. Yes, I, I did like that. One of the characters that he had to create was Kitsune Miku. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah. And yeah, the color page of them playing like baseball at the park is yeah, mm-hmm. it's so sick. I like when he does this really like realistic style. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this uh, this cover page actually looks like kind of like one of the Yotsuba uh, volume covers. Mm-hmm. It's got a really similar style. But yeah, I thought this little arc was pretty decent. Um, I like any of the arcs where we sh- see that Boson is just like really good at crafts. <laughs> yeah. Two um, details in this color page that I think are really sick mm-hmm. are, for one, they're like... Um, this is sort of like, I like these references to older, this one, this case, a very old chapter, um, but they're like playing baseball and Bosun is teaching them how to throw a pitch and Switch is wearing a shirt that says no control. And if we remember <laughs> back, like all the way to the tournament arc, Switch mm-hmm. is like known for not being able to like aim yeah, can't or throw, throw and stuff. Yeah. Also, mm-hmm. Switch is wearing the, like, classic grayish-white New Balance shoes mm-hmm. known for, like, grilling in the backyard. <laughs> and, um, yeah, I, I'm, I feel like that's on brand for him. He looks like yeah. he would wear those. Definitely. And Boson, he's got a, a shirt from the Sketchbook, which was their, their band for the, the rock festival. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, and I've... I guess I never are his. Uh, I feel like we mentioned it before, but are Boson's sandals? Do they have ankle straps, or is he just wearing like ankle like sweatpants? <laughs> Good question. Yeah, it looks like he's wearing like gladiator sandals. Yeah, I can't tell what those are. <laughs> um, Let me see. Like, because does he wear something like if he's wearing shorts or something? Does he wear like? I don't think I've noticed him wearing anything like ankle. Bands. Yeah, are those even a thing? Like. Yeah, I don't know if he's worn pants in the series. Yeah. Um, weird, weird stuff going on here. Yeah. All right. Um, I'll go back to uh, to 191 now. <laughs> um, so in chapter 191, Dante comes to the Sketan for help finding a cute girl that he saw, uh, which they find out the name is uh, Minoru. Um, Switch finds the girl, but it turns out it's actually just a really feminine-looking guy. Uh, Minoru comes across as really cute. Uh, cute and like a cute character until he asks Himeko her bus size and admits that he likes dirty jokes. He uh, then kind of like 
he became this way by like stumbling upon uh, erotic magazines when he was a kid. And then Komachan enters the club room and Minoru just kind of goes all out with what they're calling like Gesu comments, which are, I guess, just like sleazy kind of dirty jokes and stuff. Um, so then she charges up a coma cannon and just kind of totally smashes him into uh, the wall. Um, thought this chapter was kind of okay, um, but it sets up kind of. <laughs> I do some not like ones. this guy. Yeah, no, it's yeah. And I also like there's a, a part where um he says something like he doesn't discriminate who he's sleazy to, which you know, uh, very progressive from from me. <laughs> <laughs> um. <laughs> He also looks really similar to the, um, I feel like to multiple characters that like appear in his future work, but especially the vampire from Wishwatch. Yeah. It's like a one-to-one mm-hmm. translation. They have, yep. their characters aren't very similar at all, but they look exactly the same. Mm-hmm. What's the vampire character's name? Isn't it something like Minoru or am I just making that up? It might be. I I think it's I'm Miharu so or something actually. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I like it, at this point the coma cannon has actually turned into a kamahamaha because there's a mm-hmm. panel where like there's actually like, energy beams coming <laughs> out of her hands. Yep. Um. So back to chapter one ninety four, we get uh, Kato and Shinzo's brother, or yeah, Kato and then Shinzo's brother Shinpei are arguing over samurai and uh, ninjas, kind of like which one's better. Um. Then Kato meets up with Tsubaki, who tells him about the girl he bumped into that fractured her arm. Uh, she's asking Tsubaki for 10,000 yen to kind of make up for it. And uh, Tsubaki tells Kato the girl's from Tachikawa High, and Bosun overhears them. Um, then back at the club room, Shinpei is there, and he tells them that uh, his brother has fallen for a girl from Tachikawa High and believes he's uh, getting scammed by her, which... Their kind of reasoning for why he's getting scammed does not add up at all. They're just like she's bad with her money, so it's like, yeah, he's he's definitely getting <laughs> scammed. Then <laughs> doesn't really track, but sure. Um, so then Shinpei and Kato both go to meet the delinquents behind the ruse, um, and the team uh, or the two team up to take them down, and then uh, just kind of become friends at the end. Uh, I thought this chapter was pretty trash if we're we're being honest yeah it was awful all he gives into all his worst impulses yeah which is like just like weird petty criminals delinquents ninjas. yeah exactly like people owing people a lot of money like mm-hmm. not all of the least interesting skit dance tropes come together for one really just disappointing chapter yep and we don't even get like a good fight the the like the one battle panel we get <laughs> yeah. is just Shinpei standing with like a wooden sword and everyone kind of falling down around him. It's really <laughs> pretty weak. Yeah, this one, this chapter was not good. Very much agree um, with you. And this next one, I'll be honest, was not very good either. Um, the director pays a, <laughs> the director pays a visit to Sket to uh, the Sket Dan and goes over his uh, long backstory and how he formed his sort of uh, like superhero Sket Dan style club. Um, he details what his club did, but it's basically exactly the same thing as the Skedan. Uh, he tells a ridiculous story about saving the prime minister's son and defending the country in a war. Uh, the Skedan are naturally skeptical until they see a newscast where the kid that uh, the director had saved, who's now grown up and retiring from being the prime minister, recounts the tale. 
the director meets up with Yumeko, his old friend and clubmate, and uh, I guess this is his current wife. Is that what happened? I couldn't really yeah. follow what was going on, um, where they're going to go meet up with their final club member. Um, and, you know, we find out that the stories were uh, true all along. Yeah, Shaft was horrible. This one, I, yeah, I, this I, not I hate this guy, the Cyclops guy. Like, I don't think he's mm-hmm. like a bad person or anything. He's just like, yep. I don't know. I feel like nothing about the any chapter that features him like reveals anything about the Skatan characters that are interesting or like pushes yeah. the story along. And he's not mm-hmm. really that funny himself. Yeah, and this yeah, one just took forever. It's too wordy, and it. Like, it just has no kind of bearing on the story or anything going on. Yeah. It, it was not good at all. Um, in Chapter 196, Boston is playing with a toy car that he got from a gacha machine. Uh, Subaki comes along and tries to confiscate it, but it breaks in the process. Um, Daisy says that she has the same one at home that she can give to Boston to make up for it. They go to Daisy's uh, house, which is just a giant, like, massive mansion kind of thing. Uh, but leads to an entire underground city for all of the employees of uh, their um, their business. Uh, they get to Daisy's dad, but he doesn't have the car, so he calls the manufacturer, but they don't even have the mold for that car anymore. So he kind of strong arms them into uh, like remaking the mold and making one for him. A few days later, the new car arrives, but it's a slightly different model. Um, this one was okay. I thought the the jokes about like her living in this giant mansion and like it, this building is basically just like a oversized entrance for like a normal house and they go into like the sort of underground yeah. world almost was kind of cool but as a whole i wasn't you know entirely interested in this one either yeah i thought it was really like i thought the illustrations were sick um mm-hmm. of like the underground city i think they went really hard with like the details and backdrops so i'll give them yeah. props for that i think this is mm-hmm. a really cool chapter to look at mm-hmm. yeah but the, the story itself this character existed yeah <laughs> Yeah, but as a as a kind of a whole chapter, it was not you know it was it it was fine I guess. Um, in chapter one ninety seven, uh, Subaki disbands the Gasling Club, which is the club from uh, Minoru from a, a few a few chapters ago. Uh, so Minoru comes to the Sketan for help uh, to keep the keep the club alive. So they decide that the club just has to kind of you know act normal and not make any uh, you know any crude jokes while Subaki visits. However, uh, they just can't do it and their conversations always devolve into their normal kind of guessu ways and they're uh, disbanded. However, they uh, end up just kind of meeting without an official club room. Um, I actually thought this one was okay. Um, you know, compared to the other the other one, I just liked how they, you know, they just couldn't hold it together and kept making like these horrible jokes, but yeah, once again, <laughs> don't really like Minoru as a character, um, you know, and this club uh, should be disbanded. This is a club that just hangs around, like, watching porn DVDs. You can't have that in high school. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I do I like, he's like the, uh... wait. Yeah. <laughs> or he's like, wait, you have a, you know, you guys get official club, like, club funds. What do you spend it on? He's like, you know, erotic magazines. <laughs> The one thing I really did like from this chapter was like all of the club members doing the Ginyu Forest pose from mm-hmm. Dragon Ball Z. That was that was sick. Yeah, but yeah, this uh, yeah, this club does not should not exist. This is a yeah, <laughs> cannot have that in high school. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. 
Um, in chapter 198, Agata fails his first Tokyo U entrance exam because all that he can think about is this kind of Saya love triangle. So Saya comes to the Sketan for help, but they can't figure out what's going on with him. Uh, Michiru comes in and explains the entire situation, and Saya tries to explain what's actually going on to Agata, but it doesn't work. Uh, they then devise a plan to kind of untie each knot of this love triangle uh, one by one, and that's kind of where kind of where this chapter leads off and i guess we're going to get the the rest of the arc in the next uh next volume so yeah hopefully this is the end of this one because i'm kind of like getting kind of sick of it yeah yeah i i agree this was a yeah i don't have a lot on this one because i guess we'll get the actual resolution in a couple chapters but yeah not not the not the best at least uh, when he's wearing his school uniform, Michiru looks a little bit more respectable. This dude mm-hmm. should not. This dude should not be allowed within like five feet of a wardrobe. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. Um, I, all right. The one thing I do like about this chapter, I do want to say one thing. This illustration mm-hmm. of like uh, Michiru draws a picture of what this like love triangle looks like in real life, and it's showing like. Nishiru stealing Saya away from Sabaki and then Bosun like just like twiddling his thumbs looking really sad in the background Mm -hmm. yeah all the all the uh, the illustrations make Bosun look uh, awful yes um alright do you have any other notes on these we'll move over into uh, what went well yeah let's go uh, move over to that cool what do you what's your first uh, what went well Um, so I think for me, um, I would say things went well when they, they sort of like tried to break away from some of the newer characters that they've been introducing. Cause I think, Mm -hmm. I guess that's more of a gripe, but (laughs) yeah, I'll be honest. My what wells and gripes for this are probably going to be pretty weak. I, I don't have like these chap these volumes were not great and i don't have i don't have very many what 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 so i'm gonna say a gripe of mine too many new characters that i don't think are very interesting what Mm -hmm. was well is when they sort of reintroduce some of the classic characters we haven't seen in a while like yuki-san and uh captain yeah like uh these sort of like classic jokes being brought back after you know not being around for a while Mm -hmm. they they, kind of hit yeah and that's really about all I can say about what went well. Like I didn't like I wasn't like hating these two volumes, but like I did think the the captain chapter kinda hit. I think the Yuki mm-hmm. chapter was good. Yeah. And I liked the sort of introduction of Quishan and Enigman's like mm-hmm. budding romance, which was cool. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I don't I don't have much what went well for these. My Kind of one main one. Well, I guess is uh, I thought that the um, like the Valentine's chapters were pretty good. Um, I thought like you know I I like how he sets up all these little arcs. I thought he did a good job with this one with like you know yeah. kind of the, the half setup with Quishan and Ignig Man. And I thought there were some pretty good jokes uh, in there. The the switch part of it was pretty weak, but you know I, yeah. I'm always down for a Valentine's or like a holiday chapter in manga. And I thought this one you know went all right. Yeah. Um, and I guess for me, like, not really any more specifically things that I think went well, but 
I did like I, I will give a little shout out to Bosun's like sculpting arc. I think yeah, that, that was, was gonna right. be my yeah, that was gonna be my next one. I like any of the chapters where he's like doing crafts and stuff, and I thought this one was yeah was pretty good. Uh, so yeah, yeah, give it give us more of uh, Bosun doing origami or making model figures or yeah manga or whatever. <laughs> yep. All right, yeah, I don't have any other <laughs> wells except those two, and I was scraping the bottom of the barrel for those. <laughs> um, all right, let's move over to move over to the gripes, which might be a, a little more fleshed out for us. Yeah, so I think none of the new characters that they've really introduced are that interesting to me. Mm-hmm. We've already talked about Kato Kiri, and he really just like didn't do it for me in these volumes either. Yeah, and I don't even think. Um, I don't even think Shinohara himself is really that crazy about uh, this new character, Minoru, either. He no. actually put an author's note in the introduction where he was like, my editor wanted me to, like, add this character. <laughs> <laughs> editor needs to be fired. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah, this this dude sucks. Yep. Yeah, my, uh, my first gripe is the kind of agata love triangle misunderstanding thing i think that sort of overarching arc is pretty is pretty weak there's some like funny panels and parts to it but overall it's just i feel like we've had the same kind of chapter with agata for like Mm -hmm. the past three volumes like you know we'll get one or two of them and they're just not great every time i agree um and yeah, I think that should have been capped at maybe, like, two chapters. I don't know why they mm-hmm. keep just wheeling it out time and time again. Yep, and now we're getting a um, whole arc of it. <laughs> exactly. And I I guess for me, like, I think the Valentine's Day arc was okay, but I think one of the problems I have, and this is my other gripe, is that Skidance, mm-hmm. like, is constantly trying to, like, shove these romance Mm -hmm. plots into the mix but none of them really like make any sense or have any resolution that isn't just like confusing and infuriating Mm -hmm. yeah yeah my final at least have one of them pay off that's that's Mm -hmm. all i'm asking yeah yeah and i feel like like i said with the agata one like we just keep kind of like treading water with them and not making any progress or doing anything at all and they all feel like super inconsequential like especially uh the one from last episode where like Saya just kind of confesses to Bosun and he's like, okay, cool. And she's like, okay, cool. Yeah, exactly. and we just kind of move on. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then my final gripe, uh, I'm just going to say the, uh, uh, whatchamacallit, the non-canonical chapter this time. I thought we'd had a, a good run of some pretty good, uh, pretty good yeah. ones of those. And this one was just awful. <laughs> it was super, it just felt super long. It was super wordy and just, None of the jokes really landed. I yeah was not feeling it in the slightest bit. Mm-hmm. Um. All right, Jude. Who are you? Uh, who's your student of the week? Let's see. I think my student of the week is going to be. I think it's actually gonna be Bosun this time. I think mm-hmm. after like a couple of volumes where he wasn't like appearing a lot, I feel like we just got like a solid. Sket dance or Sket Dan centric. That's very difficult to say. Sket Dan centric couple of chapters. I think he was, even though not necessarily the star of the Valentine's arc, I feel like he made it and his sort of appearance 
in his like gaming outfit mm-hmm. was great. Yeah. And I just don't think anybody else really like stood out to me. So I think mm-hmm. in the end, like I haven't nominated him for favorite character yet. I think this is the one where he really like carried it. Yep. <laughs> yeah, that's a yeah, it's a good pick. Um my uh student of the week, I'm gonna go with Captain. I feel like I made Captain the student of the week the last mm. time she had the eating arc, but you know, uh after after Boson said what he said, she had no reason to come back and try to win this eating contest for him. But you know what? She's a good person, good good captain. She does puts the team on her back and just destroys the eating contest. And I think uh, you know the kind of the jokes with her are pretty good too. Like I think she's a good character in here. So yeah. I like you know I like when she appears and has her has her moments like with the um what you call it. Uh, when she was playing, was it Genesis or whatever? That little arc, she was good in that. Yeah, um, yeah I like the I like the captain centric chapters. So, I'll uh, I'll award her student of the week for this one. All right, and so my uh, student in detention this week. Mm-hmm. You may think I was going to choose uh, Minoru, but it's actually going to be Switch. This dude yep. really sucked in my volume <laughs> specifically. Yep. Um, not only did he just give such, like, a vague answer to the Valentine's Day confession, Mm -hmm. but, like, the one chapter where he's, like, overseeing Yuki's horror film, he's just, like, Mm -hmm. an asshole. He's, (laughs) like, tweeting about how annoyed he is with his friend group, like, Mm -hmm. just constantly being, like, constantly ignoring people and then taking the reins whenever he feels like it. Like, I don't know. Switch has really... My my opinion of him is really like soured over the past month or so. Yeah, and well, we haven't been getting many like switch centric jokes or ones that like use his yeah. character that much. You know, like we haven't gotten many. I don't know, like issues with him just using the computer to talk, or I don't know any parts where he really like carries the comedy. He's just kind of you know there for I feel like a lot of it recently. Yeah. Who did you pick for your uh, detention? So Switch was my 1A because I feel like he's the pretty clear clear worst character. Yeah. But my 1B is actually – I'm going to go with Agata because um, mm. I feel like yeah. Agata I, – I think I said it maybe last episode or a couple of episodes ago. I like him as sort of like the overbearing, overprotective brother character. But this – like the recent developments with him aren't even that really. He's just annoying, right? It's like – I don't yeah. know. He's – constantly on like this one sort of mode and i don't i don't like kind of the overarching plot around that so i'm gonna give it to mm-hmm. agata because i yeah i think that it's at this point now it's like the over the over uh overbearing brother character just like gone wrong and it's not really uh fun or interesting anymore <laughs> yeah i agree <laughs> all right uh do you have any other uh skit dance notes or that kind of do it for us this week i think i think that does it for me yep cool all right yeah that'll do it for uh sket dance this week judy have any other any quick uh recommendations for us before we head out uh yeah if you're a fan of like three six mafia inspired memphis rap um listen to memphis or memphis massacre three by duke deuce this guy's sort of mm-hmm. been He's like the the heir to uh, Juicy J and Pro- uh, Project Pat of the like current generation, mm-hmm. and his new uh, album that came out for Halloween is pretty cool. There's a 
feature from the Memphis Opera on the introductory track. Interesting. Pretty cool, like, uh, early 2000s inspired beats on it. Sort of an mm-hmm. odd recommendation for me, but I was listening to that, like, right before we uh, started recording. <laughs> but, yeah, it sounds pretty cool, actually. <laughs> it, it is, yeah. Um, yeah, my recommendation, I don't really have anything super... Uh, super huge i would say um maybe it's not like necessarily a recommendation but something to check out is that uh that chosen x series it's been getting some chapters recently oh yeah i think he just kind of reads it or i think he just kind of writes it and draws it stuff like kind of whatever he feels like on his own time kind of deal um we've got a string of chapters and that's one that you know i wouldn't like go to bat for the series and be like oh this is great you must read it but i do think it's kind of a better version of tokyo ghoul it's a little mm. a little goofier and i think uh i don't know i just like the i like the tone of it a little bit better and it actually has pretty good art like all of the transformations are cool um so i'd say like tokyo ghoul but less hot topic is uh how i would yeah. describe it <laughs> so it's yeah it's worth checking out and i think especially if you like tokyo ghoul a lot you'll you'll mm-hmm. like Jojen x um so yeah, that's that's my my rec this week. Nice, cool. All right, well that'll do it for us. Uh, we'll see you on uh, on Sunday for the next weekly Shonen Jump episode. We've got a a new series coming up, and then next Thursday we'll uh, yeah start our our last handful of episodes of uh, of Sket Dance. Thanks for listening. Hit us with the uh, you know the the five stars. So we'll uh, yeah we'll see you on Sunday. <laughs>